Are you ready to dive deep into meaningful discussions, explore personal stories, and gain practical insights that can transform your approach to mental fitness? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Real Talk Mental Fitness Podcast, where open conversation and authentic connections come together to empower your mental well-being. I'm your host, Chinazom, and I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Right, okay, so we're starting today. I'm always excited to do to do these podcast conversations, especially on a Friday. This always gives me joy as I, I get to learn from people and get to connect with people. So today I'm very excited by the two people I'm going to get to connect with. Jamie, I've been talking with you for the last three years, and our conversations always fill me with joy and inspiration. And Laura, first time getting to meet you, you were Jamie's number one pick for this, so I can't wait to actually see see the person that she talks with the most so see where this conversation is going to go so i'm not going to do long introductions i think people can go on their linkedin to know what you're about professionally what i want to know what you're about is as people so what yeah so the first question is what is your superpower and what's the thing that brings you joy the most this year so i was gonna laura did you feel what you want to go first yeah, I could go first. Um, thanks so much, Chinism. I would say my superpower is I always keep things fun. Maybe Jamie would agree or wouldn't agree, but I think that people don't prioritize fun enough. And so I try to bring fun to everything. <laughs> it's just kind of my MO, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, for me, there's every time I go to do, give a presentation or do something for work, my wife always says, have fun. <laughs> and when yeah. she used to start saying that, I used to be, it used to really annoy me because it's like, how is this going to be fun? I'm about to go in. But the more I put it in my head, the more I think, how can I make it fun? It's just mm-hmm. amazing how it just, it just changes everything. Because when you come from that thing of how can I make this fun, you enjoy the experience. Well, and I think if you don't mind me expanding on that a little bit, exactly. It's like fun is the nucleus of positivity and spreading joy and being inclusive and creating change. And so I think that it is the feeling that you leave people with, you know, all those things we want to be, all those things I'd love for people to describe me with those adjectives. But I really just try to make every situation I'm in fun, especially for the people I'm in with it. So <laughs> I love that you had that same connection. Thank you for expanding. I think that's that's going to be an important thing we're going to touch on is how to have more fun. And bring. If we, I think if we bring more fun into our experiences, there's more chance we're going to have more joy. And then for me, your mental fitness is going to be in a better place for sure. Yes. I mean, here's a tip. Surround yourself with really fun people. (laughs) And uh, and that in itself can be a superpower, right? Like your circle of friends is a very positive uh, set of friends and that contagious setup. I mean, you can't help but instantly smile when you are surrounded by people like Laura that just bring you joy. It's a brilliant one. But Jamie, what's your superpower? I think my, it's really interesting because my superpower is, love this, uh, it's really interesting because my superpower is actually one that has developed over time that I thought used to be my weakness. And um, I, I've shared this um, recently, I think with both of you, but I've been recently called a Swiss army knife, which means that I am a lot of different things and I can do a lot of things well. 
I'm not amazing and incredible at any particular thing, but all of that combination makes me a really strong uh, Swiss Army. So, um, so that is my uh, my superpower. Lots and lots of things. That's an amazing superpower, and I'd love to have you on any trip. <laughs> the fact that if we run into anything, we've got Jamie here; she could fix anything. But I also love the point you said is that sometimes we think our superpower is our weakness. But actually, when we change the perspective, it's like it's, it is actually a superpower. So that's a great one. Okay, so the second one is what, what's been bringing you joy lately? And unless whoever wants to go first on that one. I mean, for me right now is thinking about the holidays and thinking about time with my family. I really, really enjoy downtime it helps all of us recharge and specifically enjoy downtime with my family because i see life through my kids and you know it's the little things like when they hold your hand when you're walking you know down the winter cold winter it doesn't matter they're holding your hand and it's special and it just automatically makes yeah. you happy I got goosebumps just hearing you say that because you're right. The the family time is so is so precious. I've got a four year old and a one year old, and just seeing life through my four year old now who now works out what Christmas is, he just makes you excited about it. You can't help it. And just having Thanksgiving, I went down to Baton Rouge and got to spend time with my brothers. I've got two brothers there, and then one came in from Atlanta, but I'm still filled with the joy from that experience of they brought all their kids. They were taking care of my kid, and for the first time, just. Just seeing my kids surrounded by all that love, it just reminded me why the festive period is just so so important for your energy, filling up your energy tank. Yeah. That is, um, I was just gonna say, the last thing you said right there, Chinism, is to Jamie's point about that downtime with your family, it recharges your battery, right? To just be with your brothers in Baton Rouge and the one from Atlanta. So I totally understand that. Um, I would say the answer for me is similar, but it's actually Christmas decorations. Um, I am that person who everybody hates because I they come out on November 1st. I get Halloween down and then I put Christmas up. But it was my mom and dad who instilled this insane love of all holidays, but especially of Christmas in me and we lost my mom a couple of thanksgivings ago and so i feel really fortunate because my dad let me take a lot of her christmas decorations and so now she's with me in the house and same with um my mother-in-law who we also lost a few years ago she, we just put things out um like this beautiful creche that she and my father-in-law gave me on our wedding that was our actual gift from them was yeah. um their old creche so it's just so wonderful to be surrounded during the holiday season in a strange way that i never thought but by family too i love that you are one of those people that do take the christmas decorations seriously because you give people so much joy like there's a, <laughs> a particular house we drive by whenever i go to pick my son up and the lights they're just amazing and every time he's just like almost so much that he wants us to always stop to get out of the car <laughs> so i have to say you bring so much joy to people there's actually there's a place near our neighborhood where i don't know whether the houses compete with each other but the decorations are amazing so we just we're going to take the kids and drive around and just bring them out to look at the lights but yeah that's a, that's a great one so thank you so much for taking the time today to come and talk about this and 
the conversation is going to be free flowing, but the big topic that I always have in my mind is mental fitness. And for me, mental fitness is we know that, well, I hope that everybody thinks that well-being is linked to your performance. And if well-being is linked to your performance, it's just how do you proactively take care of that well-being? How do you how do you understand the things that fill up your emotional energy tank? So I would love to start with you guys of just over the last three years, how has your mental fitness changed for you? Yeah, I, I can I can start because I think some of the uh, some of the things that have changed about my mental fitness are due to some of the coaching that I've actually had. Um, I would say that my mental fitness was in a rough spot a few years uh, back, and the reason for that is that I tend to let the negative really weigh heavily on my mind. And it just repeats itself like a disc that you just cannot off. And what I've really learned to do is um, get those thoughts out and just be graceful and um, and just let them out and not repeat them. Even if I did make a mistake and I have a negative thought, I, I've learned to get them out. And ways that I do that are all sorts of things. I don't do just one thing but making sure that I take time to myself. I walk my dog every morning for a quite long period of time. And the walk helps me separate from a lot of things that are happening in the universe and actually being like one with mm. Earth, right? Like I am grounded, I'm with my dog, my dog is happy, not wanting anything else but to walk with me. And that's just a simple, uh, for me, just like a simple routine that helps me uh quickly get everything else out of my system mm. i love that you shared that because i think that's such a big thing of giving ourselves that time to process the negative thoughts because the mind the mind is such a crazy thing it will always find what can go wrong and i suppose it's trying to keep you alive so it's always <laughs> looking for danger it never goes oh look at all the stuff that goes right and i always find that finding a way for me it used to be running i used to love going for a run there was something about going for a run once i put music on my mind just had a way of processing so that all the stuff I couldn't change, I could just let go. But at least I gave it that time to process and do that. And it's such a big thing. And I, now I can't go for a run with kids because just fine running is not, it's not, it's not as relaxing on the body, but I still try and go for a swim or go for a walk. Like you said, I find like going for a walk, just giving yourself that space to process things and let go of things is so huge. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, I was going to say, um, I love walking with you <laughs> and your dog. We, um, most Fridays before work, we try to find time to do that together. Um, so she's not always alone, but those are some of my best days is when we get to do that together. Um, and Chinism, you said something interesting. You said you think mental fitness is the key to performance, and I couldn't agree more. I'll take it one step farther, and I'll actually throw in the word survival. Um, I think mental fitness, mental health, mental well-being is the key to really regulating your nervous system. And I can't take all the credit for that. Um, during COVID, as I mentioned, when we lost both of our moms, it was just you know, quite a toll going through 15 months of chemotherapy and radiation and then brain cancer ultimately took my mom and then losing my mother-in-law so fast. I had to seek help 
I got a professional involved for the first time in my life. And I can't believe I waited 45, whatever years it was. Um, but she really taught me about all the things that regulate your nervous system are actually things that you do through exercise, diet, sleep. And the most important one for me is self-care. Yeah. So I have a whole list of self-care um, that I have just been aggregating. And every time I recently had a friend, Leanne, go through major back surgery and I just watched her in so much pain for months. And after the back surgery, she felt better, but she just felt very depressed. And I gave her this tip and this this full list, this running list, basically, that I have going. And, um, you know, she just said, thank you so much. I didn't think of so many of these things are so obvious, like breathing and sleep and walking or massages and facials, whatever self-care is to you. It can be being grounded or eating more peas and carrots, um, taking a hot shower. It, it can be anything. So... I just think that it's survival anymore in this day and age with all the stuff that's going on in the world. Like I can't hardly take it. It's just so heavy, right? It is, it is. So. I, such a profound thing you just said, Laura. I never ever thought about that. I've always been linking it to performance, but it is linked to survival, especially, and I always talk about the last three years, because I think before then we were always busy, busy, busy. And whenever you say well being, no one would knew what you're talking about. But once we went through the pandemic, we were like, okay, well-being yeah but right. now I said this i never thought it is linked to survival because for me in the personal family issue i saw someone lose their mental health and then i just thought it's just horrific when you lose it you can't put it back together it's just so hard so i was like if you have it you've got to protect it at all costs but i had a call today where i started thinking about so many people i'm working with are having panic attacks having panic attacks and they end up at the hospital they don't know why they're there and then everyone runs all the tests no one knows what happened and it's like you know it's nothing so i started to think like with all this stuff that's being thrown at us we're constantly in that fight or flight all the time and so we're either having panic attacks or we're having ibs and the body can't take it just can't take that so you have to have a way of constantly processing and however like what jamie said however you let it out or let it go You've got to keep doing that on a daily basis. Otherwise, sad to say, but if it's not panic attack, you could have a stroke. You could have, you see people having so many mental and um, physical ailments, which I feel is linked to stress. Oh, um, yeah. Stress is a killer. Yeah. 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 And I love, Laura, that you have a running list of things. I mean, are some of these things like having fresh flowers in your home? I feel like you always do. <laughs> the, the yeah. House. I just, I love that though, because it does automatically bring you yeah. joy, but it's those little things that add up to something big. That's a great point. You know, Jamie, I think it was Zoe who we work with, who loves Oprah. And she made the comment one day to us, your space around you needs to rise up to meet where you are in life. So flowers, Christmas decorations, what your workspace looks like at home and at work, your environment, just like you said, feeling rooted into the ground when you take a walk barefoot, that's on my list. But other things like something silly, like go to the movies and sneak in a cocktail, <laughs> probably not the best advice, but like these are things that people don't think that they're able or, you know, that they deserve to have. And that's what I just say is like, okay, wait, sit down. 
maybe you just need to turn the volume down. And this applies to all things in life that sound loud to you, whether it's getting away from your children and going on for that run, or it's actually just turning the volume down and having a conversation with my kids in the backseat sometimes is all I need to just feel human again. So yeah, there's some silly things, but I'll send you the list, Jamie, for sure. I love it. I love it. You know, I, I don't have a running list, but I think if I had to put something on my list would be uh, turning on Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody as loud as can be and like dancing with myself. <laughs> Immediately will clear your mind. No, I love that you have a list because so this is something I was trying to bring into my practice where I think I think this is your emotional energy tank and all the balls yeah. that give you joy. And I, I want people have to be proactive. Like, what are you going to do that's going to give you joy? Yeah. At the bath, going for a walk, buying flowers, just playing music. Like, so Jamie, I, we love to listen to music. We love Afrobeat. And I'll just oh, love yeah. Once I put it on, my son starts dancing. My baby daughter starts the whole house. And it's like, that just like gives you a smile on your face. And it's not hard to do, but you, you have to intentionally do it. Otherwise, no one's going to fill the tank up for you. Mm -hmm. And Chinism, can you hold that up again one more time? Here's the other thing about that that I love so much is that also represents the type of people you need to find in your life. And it goes back to kindergarten when they taught us about bucket fillers, people who add to your bucket and then people who steal from your bucket. So I love that visual representation so much. It was my wife's idea. She came up with it and I was like, it's so good because when I, and also what I love is the different colors. Because yeah. They all signify different things. So it's like, Laura, what you said about your list. You need to know these colors are changing and what's the priority. But I never even thought about people you surround yourself with because you're right. There's people, the energy takers. And if you're out, oh. takers, you need to be aware that, okay, I've just spent this time with this person who's just emptied out my, who am I going to go and speak to to help me recover and put something back? Yeah, and then you go seek out those things that are on your list that can help regulate your nervous system again. And I tell my kids a lot, they're in that really horrible, you know, preteen age where kids are just, they're trying to figure out their way in the world. That's all I would say. But I always tell them, you make every choice. You are going to choose today to either be in a great mood or to be in a bad mood. You're going to choose to be nice to people or not nice to people. So you know, come to me with facts and data and we'll talk about it. But if it's just a feeling, if it's just, you know, something that you hate, then change it because you're the one who makes that choice. And they're like, they roll their eyes at me for sure. <laughs> but someday they'll listen. In the future, in the future. You know, I realized that they haven't even grown that part of the brain that can look reason, right. but you're putting it in there. And then hopefully when they get to 20, it'll just click and they'll, they'll start figuring it out. But that is incredible, uh, incredible wisdom, even for us adults, right? Like a good reminder. We make choices every day when you wake up in the morning. How do you choose to go about your day? Do you choose to smile? Do you choose to take out the negative? Do you choose to prioritize yourself to do something, whether it's a facial, like you said, or getting fresh flowers or surrounding like Oprah. Oprah always has great advice. Um, <laughs> I love it. And Jamie, I love that yours is at the start of the day. I just feel like 
having that thing at the start of the day to just give yourself space to process it, then you can start to think, okay, how am I going to find joy today? Because mm. there's nothing worse than when you just you just wake up and roll into your meetings. It's quite hard. It's almost like you're trying to pull back the joy. And then by the end of the day, you're, you're, you can't work out, why am I so tired? Why do I feel so just flat? And it's like you never had the chance to plan what was going to fill the, the bucket out. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I used to think, you know, they do say that you can either be a night owl or a morning person, and it's really hard to reverse that. Um, so I used to say, I'm a night owl, like, that's when my energy comes, I'm not going to waste my time trying to convert myself to a morning person, because it's just too difficult. And, you know, data tells me I can't. But the reality is, if you really dig through um, what you feel like is that your energy is reduced by the end of the day. So if you don't actually start your day with purpose and use the yeah. into in the morning light to give you um, that extra fill, it's going to run out even farther. So I found myself actually quite lazy in the evenings. And then here, I didn't use my morning wisely. I'm lazy in the evening and I just want to watch The Golden Bachelor. Uh, by the way, not recommended. Um, and and then, you know, you just have this like terrible cycle of yeah. <laughs> no reason. The Golden Bachelor doesn't fill up the tank. <laughs> I thought it did. I thought it did. Um, but then uh, I, that's for another podcast. But then it turned out that he's not as golden as they made him. They made him seem. He has a dirty past, and that um, that ruined it a little bit for me. <laughs> Jamie, I can't tell you how much what you just said. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy that bit. I'm gonna play for my wife because for the last seven years we've been having the conversation. I'm not a morning person. And it just obsessed me because I'm like, I'm not a morning person. And she said, how do you do? And I said, I just worked out that if I don't get up early in the morning, I'm crap at the end of the day, just like you said. So I just have to say, okay, I need to like, I need to change the balance. So that's why I wake up earlier. So I love that you said that once you realize it's important, if you want to manage that energy tank, you start finding a way to wake up. And it's not easy. I can tell you, you add a little, like I've added cold showers. We've talked about this. I've added cold showers into my routine, which is a bit of masochism because it, it does yeah. shock your system really, really hard. No, you. And, and you wonder why you're doing this to yourself. But data, and I, I love data, yeah. does show that, you know, just 30 seconds of cold shock can have lasting effects, like four hours of lasting effect yeah. in your day. And that's quite incredible. So um, so a little masochism goes a long way. <laughs> well. Discipline. 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 Yes. Yes. That's a better, better choice of words. And that brings us to the end of another insightful episode of Real Talk. We hope you've enjoyed today's discussion and have gained valuable insights into enhancing your mental well-being and productivity. Now, before we wrap things up, we have an exciting opportunity for you. Are you curious about your mental fitness score? Want to know? how you can improve your overall well-being and boost your productivity? Well, we have just the thing for you. Head over to our show notes, where you will find a link to our exclusive mental fitness quiz. It's a quick and easy assessment that will provide you with a personalized score and actionable steps to enhance your general well-being and productivity. It's like having a personal coach in your pocket. And don't forget to subscribe to Real Talk 
on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know when we release new episodes filled with valuable discussions, expert interviews, and practical tips for leading a fulfilling life. You can also connect with me, Chinazom, on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for daily inspirations, updates on upcoming episodes, and behind-the-scenes peeks into the Real Talk community. Remember, your mental well-being matters, and taking small steps towards improvement can make a significant difference in your life. We're here to support you on your journey. Thank you for tuning in today. And a special thank you to all our listeners who have joined us on this incredible podcasting adventure. Your support means the world to us. Until next time, keep striving for a better version of yourself. Take care and stay mentally fit.